welcome to Respawn Aimfire, episode 57. I'm here with my lifelong friend. <laughs> Say your name. Sorry, I, the lifelong friend <laughs> threw me. Hi, I'm Chad Michaelinas. <laughs> I forgot we did that. Lifelong yeah, it's friends. been a while. And uh, I am Holden DePardo. <laughs> also, the way you introduced it sounded like, Welcome to Regal Cinemas. <laughs> Please keep all hands inside the vehicle. They say that at movie theaters. They do. They well, do. Regal used to, like, until like six months ago when they changed the intro thing. I love, I don't know if they don't do it at your theater, but the theater here in Rhode Island, they do this thing where, like, um, to like not use your phone, that kind of thing. Yeah. And they're like, they're like, this is obnoxious. They show this guy answering his phone and he's just like, they freeze frame it. What just when he's laughing really loudly while he answers the phone. And I'm like, no one does that. That's stupid. And then the other one said, this is illegal. And they show this guy with a hoodie and he's like lifting his phone up to record the screen. He's looking mm. all like suspicious. And I'm like, oh, he's got a hoodie on. He's dangerous. Shoot him for that bag of Skittles. <laughs> That's terrible. Let's <laughs> offer our thoughts on Trayvon Martin. <laughs> let's not <laughs> this is like the farthest thing from a political podcast <laughs> yep so we have a pretty huge episode there's just tons of new stories we have a lot of new stories the past two weeks did we we did yeah i have not been paying attention at all holy shit on my day. yeah i think it's i think it's my fault because i got this new news app and it just i have it feeding me from different sources and i'm like oh that's cool and that's cool so when i was setting up the the news notes i uh I deleted a lot of things because I'm like, oh, that's not really important. I was just excited about that <laughs> in the moment. So, um, but yeah, there's also the most game potatoes we've ever had in a week because there are some outrageously stupid stories this week. GPTs. GPTs. And we were going to talk this week about uh, E3 and like kind of what we're looking forward to or kind of our crazy predictions for E3. We're going to save that for next week's episode because this week, Chad had this brilliant idea of talking about digital curation on online stores like the PSN. Like the Xboxes, online stores. Like the pissing, like the Spocks, like the shops, and like the stems. <laughs> Before we get to that, those though, all... reminder. Yeah, we're sub Google Play. <laughs> Chad is expressing these very tired. And Windows Phone Store. I don't know what that one's called. I think it's just really Windows Phone Store. Actually, I don't even... The... Yeah, they have an app store. They just don't have anything on it. It's There's, an empty yeah. store. It's empty. They have like 10,000 apps or something and like that. The pathetic. Blackberry location okay we got it there's stores but there's, is, there's also the blackberry barfing. location for apps is there's totally also barfing saturated there's also barfing there's also like that. our barf our yeah. backlog accomplishment with respawn and friends which we're gonna be doing metro 2033 which will again be next week just a heads up we are recording early but we're still gonna release it on tuesday to stick with our normal schedule so we're gonna if you want to share your thoughts want to tweet at us or email us at respawn aim fire or uh, respawnaimfire at gmail.com. Please share your thoughts before Saturday so we can include you in the conversation. But we had someone who wanted to jump into the conversation just to ask us a question in general this week. Hold. I just want to yeah. say you did a good job with the intro to this episode. Oh, thanks, Chad. You're so sweet. You're welcome. Aww. It'll never be as good as your intros, though. Shut the fuck up. All right. Sorry, master. Don't you patronize me. <laughs> I wasn't patronizing. I was being honest. Because oh. I'm an honest bloke. Hey, speaking of honest blokes, you know who else is honest? This Who? IRL guy, because he's in real life, Fezd. Yeah. Tell me about Fezzed. what he said. Fezd said, had a question for the show. Have you guys played slash finished Red Dead Last Gen? So Red Dead Redemption, that is. Also, do you believe Red Dead 2 will do half the numbers of GTA 5? There's a lot of hype ahead of this one, since the last one proved itself. Chad, hmm. you said you had an answer for me. What do you think? I do have an answer for you. One, first of all, 
Red Dead Redemption just went like got new features for Xbox One X, got enhanced for Xbox One X on backwards compatibility. So if you want to play it before the new one comes out, great new opportunity. Highly recommended. Two, I have played Red Dead Redemption three times. So you hated it. I have played the. Let me rephrase that. I've played the first fifteen minutes of Red Dead Redemption three times. Okay, so you hated it. <laughs> <laughs> I was just so bored, and like I and. It's not the game's fault. I'm sure it opens up and gets beautiful and great. Well, are you even a fan of GTA though? Uh, I'm not really a huge GTA fan, but the okay. like the the first mission's like go hunt a rabbit or whatever it is. And There's a lot of missions like that in the beginning. Yeah, yeah, it's just it didn't hook me. I tried it again, and it didn't hook me. Uh, so I really want someone to just play the first hour for me and then give me their save file. <laughs> I do remember the beginning of the game being a little like Twilight Princess, not quite as long as its opening, where. It's like, okay, I just I want to get to the game now. All right, yeah. can I get to the game? I want to get to the game. But when you do get in there, it is really solid. I never finished it because – not because I didn't like it, because I got so distracted with, like, the side stuff you can do and exploring and getting bounties and all that. It's a really solid game. I'm more of a fan of Red Dead than I am of GTA. Gotcha. Like, is, it, I appreci- is it like I appreci- a Fallout where, like, you can beat it, but the idea is not to beat it? No, it's it's like GTA, but in the West, in the West instead. Okay. It's a cowboy GTA. Um, like you can, it's a little bit different in the sense though that you can choose what side of the law you want to be on. So like either you can be a bounty hunter and go after bounties in the middle of the desert, or you can be a asshole and have the police or the sheriff come after you. Is the sheriff also on a horse or does he have a buggy? No, he's on a horse. Oh shit. He's on a horse. Uh, so... It's tough to say, though, that's going to do better than GTA V. GTA V, as you said last week, made uh, sold 90 million copies. That's, like, unheard of. Yeah, the most successful in, in entertainment games. thing ever. Yeah, and Red Dead Redemption t- uh, 1, I think, sold 14 million, which is really good. It's just not GTA numbers. But I think Fez D makes a good point. There's a lot of hype around this game, and the first one has really been in the zeitgeist for the past several years since that game came out. I mean, people have been asking for Red Dead Redemption 2 sequel for a while now. Yeah. Or Red Dead Redemption sequel for a while now. So I think it'll do really well. I think it'll easily surpass the 14 million that it made before. I think doing half the numbers, 45 million, is a long shot, only because I think that the Western genre, like you kind of said, like yourself, like didn't really appeal to you. Like I didn't like shooting rabbits, that kind of stuff. I think it's more limited than GTA. GTA is much more... Um, it's not, I'm not going to say accessible, but it's more appealing to other people. Sure. I think as, as far as sales goes, I think it will not be the best-selling game of this year. That's still going to be Call of Duty. And I think, like, sales... It might be Kirby. You're right. Kirby Star Allies. I think in terms of, like, lifetime sales, GTA Five obviously has been out for, like, almost a decade now. And yeah. it's hit 90 million. I think lifetime sales of Red Dead will be probably closer to whatever the best-selling Call of Duty is. Where, like, it's yeah. mega successful f- for, like, mm-hmm. GTA Five is an outlier. But, like, yeah. yes, Red Dead will be very, very successful for a video game, but it will not come anywhere near GTA Five. Yeah, I think the Call of Duty comparison sales is a good one. I think it will reach those numbers for sure. I think another thing to consider GTA Five is that it was released on Xbox 360 and PS3, and then a year later came out on the next-gen consoles. And, and don't forget that's... the PC market. It is Fez's question, after all. Although he now has a new PC, baby yes, born PC is PS4. Uh, very important to Fezdi. He says he's a console guy PS4. now. Maybe I'm misquoting him, but he said he was into consoles now. Yep. Um, so I I think that, that that 
generate dual generation um, sales also helped out GTA quite a bit. Um, so looking up question. right it's now, really well. what the what the best selling Call of Duty is, like how many copies the the you know you know what the fuck I'm trying to say. Stop I know judging what you're trying me. to say. They sell super super well, dude. Super super. Why hot. are you ranking from super worst to best? Hot. Show me the best first, you idiot. <laughs> because people want to get to the the best ones, so they have to read the whole article. Uh, and they want the page longer, so they get more money. For and then I just get there and it tells me what it is, but doesn't tell me how many. Jesus Christ! No one ever go to Tom'sGuide.com. <laughs> go to VZ uh, VG um, Game Charts with a Z. I think that's a good source for that. VG two four seven. VG game charts. Those just VG game charts. Oh, but Holden, uh, this is so hard. VG yeah, VG charts with the Z at the end. All right, well, why don't you type it in? <laughs> <laughs> I'm already doing it. I'm there. Let's see. Well, you do yet, that. At the same. That was our only interrogative for this week. And next, we would usually talk about our poll for the week. However, this week's poll was the finishing part of April's photo mode. So congratulations to winner of this month's photo mode at Spooter Scooter on Twitter for his uh, green screen submission of me as a Roblox character. You have won $20 <laughs> to your gaming service of your choice. We've reached out to you on Twitter. Check your DMs. Let us know what you want. We'll send you a code for that. Everyone stay tuned in the next, uh, it'll probably be two weeks from now. When we announce May's photo mode for your chance to win $20. Thank you to Fez IRL and Jerson Aestas. I think I'm remembering that off the top of my head correctly for your submissions as the semifinal. It's a tired day. It's a tired day, you guys. <laughs> you are so tired. I am, my brain is, my mind is not with my body. <laughs> oh, Check man. it off work. Work's tough. Oh, man. I have an answer for you. An answer? But you're not gonna like it. Oh, about Call of Duty. Yeah. So here's the thing. I went to VG Game Charts with a Z at the end, and the best-selling one was Call of Duty Black Ops Three with 15 million units. However, they separate PS4 and Xbox One uh-huh. sales. Uh-huh. So when you combine so, them, what does it say? Plus PC. Well, I have to combine them in comparison to every single Call of Duty game that's come out. Hold on. Uh, why did you go like, to that website? Because that's just how I usually use this kind of information. Well, you it's fucked not up. Here. I fucked up. But it wouldn't surprise me because that's been a very popular one. But. <laughs> but. Oh. How. Oh, Chad. <laughs> how many units did the most best-selling Call of Duty game sell? Oh, Call of Duty Wikipedia. Fucking great. This is not even that important, you guys. There are why better are you things. Up, okay. As of February 2016, that's now two years old, the Call of Duty series has sold over 250 million copies. Great. What's the best-selling one? Um, uh, I don't know. Do you like chocolate milk? I hate chocolate milk. <laughs> Chad, why don't you tell me you've been playing this week? This, oh... So, now it's time for Playtime. Playtime with Chad. Playtime with Chad includes, obviously, our barf, Metro 2033. Yes. I have my thoughts on that. You'll hear them on Tuesday. 
I also played the Detective Pikachu demo. Remember when I downloaded that in the middle of the episode last time? I did. I was I downloaded it. I have it, and I just have to, had no time to play games this week at all. I am so glad this demo came out to let me know that I never want to buy this game. <laughs> <laughs> is it just unbearable, or what is it? No, it's 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 very much a game for babies. A baby game. Very much a baby game. Oh, baby like, game. It there is Pokemon. Are, it's no kind offense of, to Pokemon fans, but like, right? But this is this is so much more baby. Like, it's cool that you get to see the other side of Pokemon and things like that. But it's try to figure it's, out which which there are two monkeys, one went one way, one went the other way. Try to figure out which one went where, and then like I can obviously see the clue right on the screen, and I just want to go that direction. And it's like, before is it you go like that Dora direction, the Explorer it when it's like, where did the? It is a yeah, little bit. Do you yeah. see? Do you see Swiper the Fox? Yep. Swiper the Fox. Yep. Pikachu's like, yeah. do you see on the map somewhere where we might be able to find a clue to which one's the red monkey? And then you have to, like, drag a puzzle piece. And even if you know the answer, you have to go through the bullshit, like, So, basically, you're telling me is that there. he's a child, like, star at this point, because he's helping out children solve puzzles, but he still sounds like he's smoking cigars at a strip club. Yeah. Am I right? Okay, perfect. Call of Duty. God damn it. It's just fucking... <laughs> it's just lifetime sales. I want the best entry. How would we do this? For what? next week's episode, we will tell you what the best-selling Call of you Duty is. You better make a reminder or write time. it in a note. I will... I will you I write will it down remember. right now, Holden Depardo. I will remember. Guess what else I played this week? What I beat this Firewatch. Week, I played Firewatch and I beat it. I like that you game a, a lot. screenshots. Yeah, I, oh man, I so many freaking good screenshots from that game. Send me a warning, you're like, hey, hold on, by the way, I'm just going to send you a lot of pictures. That's because that's the only, like, quick way to save them to your phone and use them for social media, as we will be. Send yes. it to you in a PSN message, and then save it from the Messages app. Yep. Next time I my PS4, it's going to be like, Messages 15 from Chad Merkel Ennis. Merkel. Merkin. Vagina wig. Merkel. Merkin. Merkin. There we go. That's what I think of Chad. Uh, I, I won't think talk of about this too much. Sure. Exactly. I won't talk about this too much because apparently, as you said last week, you've already talked about it on the podcast before, even though I don't remember because I don't listen to our podcast. <laughs> That's a burp. <laughs> but I, I enjoyed it a lot. I thought that this is the first game since like Flower that I found myself just like, I sit down with this game to have something relaxing and non-stressful, just the noises yeah. of being out in the woods and having a conversation with a person. Yeah. Like, I know that kind of sounds like a cry for help, but I promise it's not. Like, but having this conversation, like, just <laughs> Talk enjoying to me, talking to this person. And No, I know what you mean. Because a lot of games will give you a dialogue wheel, and it's like, all right, what, what options can I pick to have this conversation be over as soon as possible? And this one, you're like, I want all the conversation. Yep. I'm going to do all the options. I just enjoy you get it. excited when you find a new option. Yeah, it's, it's good. I need to go back because I... I was playing it, and then some like another game came up, and I'm like, "Oh, I'll go back to Firewatch." I never beat Firewatch, but I played a big chunk of it. Apparently, I was really close to the end, so I don't know how it ends. Yeah, it's not a long game. Know. It's like three hours. Yeah, it's pretty short. Are you at all concerned playing it that it's not going to be great on Switch? You know what's weird? They talked about that patch that they're gonna or that's going to be on Switch. It's going to run better. I did run into. I'm playing it on PS4 Pro. I don't think it's optimized for ps4 pro so i don't think it has like higher frame rate or anything like that it but i ran into a lot of frame rate dips while playing a lot it. of them which is surprising because it's not that intensive of a game no like what could possibly and, be happening i mean it looks gorgeous like macro level gorgeous but then i mean you look at some of the textures and things like that up close or if you really concentrate on one particular thing you're like oh that's not 
I mean, it's an ugly looking beer can, or your hand looks like it's from a PS2 game. It's but very big cartoony. picture. Big picture, yeah. It's it's uh fucking what's the name of the artist that Picasso. did the art for it? No, I can't remember. Anyway, this well known Muhammad guy, Ali. That's Muhammad Ali. Yep, did okay. all the art for Firewatch. No, it's a great game. It's it's. I'm sure it's you a good story. It sale for a few bucks. It's a good story. Coming out on Switch soon. Mm-hmm. But apparently there will be a patch that comes to the Xbox and PS4 versions as well that will fix the load times, which I hope also fixes the... I'll go back and play it. I'm not going to buy it on Switch, but I'll play it again if they patch it up and it looks better. Your mom. Yep. Also, I played my my usual PSVR. I played my Sprint it, Vector a little bit. Did you find anything new? Any new worlds? Any new VR worlds? No. No? I don't want to scan. God damn it. Don't understand the question. I won't respond to it. You're in a virtual world. Uh, when you're in your uh, VR. No, Any new worlds it's a virtual reality, not a virtual world. It's a ver- I unless like I'm playing the game world. PSVR Worlds, which I was. Hey, okay, well, did you find a new world? And I didn't play VR that. I worlds? played. I played Sprint Vector. Looked like Fun an stuff. idiot. My best friend was here while I was playing it, and at first he was like, "Man, I wish you could see what you look like when I play that when I'm when you're playing that game." I was like, "Oh man, does it look crazy?" He's like, "It looks awesome." I was like, "No, I bet it looks stupid." He's like, "Yeah, it looks really fucking stupid." <laughs> but um, played that, played uh, more Wipeout in VR. That shit's fun as hell. Cool. Oh, that's what I'm actually. And, I'm adding a game because I forgot a game I played. Oh, and I played uh, Doom. I got stuck in Doom VR on a spot where like, it was really, really hard, and I kept dying. And then I jumped back into it. Died twice. You never, you, you never played like Doom Doom though, like the no, actual. I didn't game. play Doom Doom. You have to play Doom Doom. I might play Doom Doom if it's a free PlayStation Plus game, and I have nothing else to play in the world. I'm just. Oh, I mean, it's. So I know good. it's a good game, but it's just like there are so many other things on my list. But that's the only one on your list you should be playing. The only one. Well, you buy it for me, and I probably won't play it. <laughs> Just like Metroid. Although Metroid is now one of three games on my list to play. You should play Metroid. It's really good. Samus Returns, Bayonetta 2. Although God of War comes out, it is already downloaded on my PlayStation and unlocks in three and a half hours. Well, so we'll talk about that. Save your excitement. We'll talk about that. Before that's over. That's all the shit I played. Holden, tell me about Playtime with Holden this week. What does that mean? Uh, I didn't play a lot this week, actually. I played two games, but not a whole lot of them. I played Skyrim, which was purely based off of the fact that I'm like, I was watching Game of Thrones, and I'm like, I want to play a fantasy game, because Game of Thrones is a fun fantasy world. So I played some Skyrim, and that game's really fun. It's just not Fallout. Yeah. Like, I think that I definitely lean more on the Fallout side of the Bethesda camp. Um, but it's still a fun game. I just play it in kind of quick you know, uh, sprints, and then I stopped playing. So you've you never like... played it before you got on Switch, right? Yeah, correct. Okay. So, like, I'm enjoying it, but also, to be fair, I enjoyed Fallout a lot more once I'd leveled up to a certain point, and fighting enemies was a giant pain in the ass. Because mm. right now, I'll go to a certain castle, and guys will just wreck me. They'll absolutely wreck me. I can wreck... I can I can wreck... I just keep saying wreck. I can wreck. 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 I'm gonna wreck it! <laughs> wreck it, Ralph. I was... I would go to a place, and I could just... the internet next. I could just wipe out guys really fast. And then, like, one mage would come out of nowhere who's, like, a storm mage, and he's way higher level than everyone else, and he just destroys me instantly. And it's really frustrating. So I want, if I level up, I'll do better. Uh, I played another game that called, similar to Wipeout, is called Fast RMX. Whoa. If you've heard of it, it's basically um, the Wipeout ripoff on Switch. 
I think we've mentioned it quite a few times. We have. It's the same thing. It just wipe out on Switch. It's all it is. Yeah, it's but it's stuff. not in virtual reality. No, it's not. Unless you get the Nintendo Labo virtual reality helmet. <laughs> we have something to say about Labo this week. We'll get to it. Speaking of getting Labio. to it, we actually have a quest log. Let's go through a quest log right now. Whoa, hold in. Let's open up our quest log and see what the internet has provided us. Vaudeville, la, 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 la. We're going to start with our fetch quest. Chad, do you want to start us off? Fetch quests. So, Holden, you want to start us off? <laughs> <laughs> Surge DLC. I don't know anything about it. Uh, the, so, the, yeah, Surge has some new DLC. Um, it is called the Cutting Edge DLC Pack, and it's a free pack that just includes some new weapons and armor. Um, one of them that is interesting to me, um, I can't pronounce the name of the armor, but there's an armor in there that is health regenerating. So it'll just regenerate your health for you. I'm like, that seems like a massive cheat mm. for the game, but I'm, I want to get that one. That it depends like on fun. how quickly the health regenerates. Good point. That's a good point, but still. Because often in that game, it's like you're alive and then you're dead. So it doesn't matter if your health yeah. regenerates. Speaking you still of... never beat that game, did you? No, I haven't. You stupid I need idiot. to. Speaking of Souls-like games, actually we have two Souls games in our Fetch Quest this week. Oh, One is no. Dark Souls uh, for Switch was, was delayed. Only delayed. the Switch version. Just to the summer. Yep. Whatever so, that means. Apparently there's talk of September, but there's nothing really firm saying that, so uh, you didn't hear that here. But uh, yeah, it got delayed. <laughs> I'm gonna, Nobody narc on us. Nobody narc on us, yeah. Uh, I'm... Still going to get it on Switch. I'm not. I'm going to wait for it. Yeah, I think if I get it, I'm going to get it on Switch. It's not a game that's going to look so much better on PS4 and Xbox One. It's still going to look like Dark Souls. Right. They'll have 4K textures, but nobody gives a shit if you're playing on a baby screen. And also, everyone else is going to have it on Switch, and I need help on bosses. So That's a good point. That's a good point. Yep. There's also this game coming out. It's a Souls-like. It's called Sinner Sacrifice for Redemption, and it is coming to Switch this year. It's an indie game, and it looks kind of cool. Um, I still don't sacrifice for redemption. Never heard of it. Yeah, I hadn't either, but it looks pretty cool. It is essentially a Souls-like game, but when you go to fight bosses, you have to give up an attribute that you use to mm. fight the boss. You kind of limit yourself when you go to fight bosses, and based on which one you decide to remove, it changes the difficulty of that boss. Interesting concept, but it's we'll see. Did you ever we'll play Soul Sacrifice on PS Vita? No, I didn't. I knew about it, but never played it. I think I played it for like ten minutes. I don't remember liking it. (laughs) I don't remember anything about it other than there were, like, red circles. Red circles? Good game, man. Good game. (laughs) I remember when people heard Soul Sacrifice, like, Dark Souls is coming to to Vita, and that was absolutely not the case at all. (laughs) That was pretty funny. What do you got, Michi? Why have I never heard of, like, 60% of these fetch quests? Because I added a lot of them. What news are you reading? Where are you finding these? (laughs) Well, here, since they're fetch quests, I'll just read some of the titles. NBA Playgrounds 2 is announced. So if you it want to was. pay for more haircuts, you can do it again. <laughs> um, no Man's Sky release date is possibly leaked for Xbox One. And that's yes. September? Question mark? June 29th. Ju- same thing. June 29th. Same thing. It's going to be AKA 50 euros. September. AKA $50. $50? We talked about this before, but that's still too much for that game. There's a lot more content now. There's a whole story mode. Yeah, you can... but PlayStation has it for free. PlayStation just have it for free. No, but you can buy the game for like ten bucks, I'm sure, and then get all that content. It's free content. None of it was like paid DLC, right? Yeah, but it's also a new game on Xbox, so yeah, they don't but... have that option. 
don't have that option, Chad. Uh, guess what else happened? What happened, Chad? What Remains of Edith Finch wins BAFTA Game of the Year. It did. That's actually, so cool. I actually highlighted some more of those wins uh, for other categories. I did not understand what you just said. Will you say it again? I, I highlighted some more of the other wins. Highlighted some more of the other wins. Okay. Yes. I so, heard I highly did some more of the wins. Like, <laughs> all right. Hellblade absolutely killed it. They got more awards than anyone else by quite a bit. So good for Hellblade. They got yeah. artistic achievement. They got audio achievement. They got the best British game, which <laughs> that's a strange category to me, but okay. Uh, and then there's also the best performer for uh, Melina Jurgens. Is it Jurgens? Maybe Jurgens. Probably Jurgens. Jurgens. Burgermeister Meister Burger. Um, and then the other awards, uh, game design went to Super Mario Odyssey, game innovation went to Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, and our best original property went to your favorite game, Chad. <gasps> Horizon Zero Dawn? Horizon Zero Dawn. Last of Us? <laughs> oh, best man. original game, Last Something of to us. be said about the BAFTAs is, like the Oscars tend to favor American movies, the BAFTAs do tend to favor British stuff, and that's mm-hmm. on purpose. But oh, I still think okay. it's really, really cool to highlight um, What Remains of Edith Finch, because that was a fantastic game. And also, if you have mm-hmm. it, Giant Sparrow, who made What Remains of Edith Finch, also mm-hmm. made Unfinished Swan. And there's oh, okay. kind of like a a freak out, really cool, mind blowing Easter egg in Edith Finch if you've played Unfinished Swan. So play that I, first if you can. I have Edith Finch now. I'm going to play it at some point because I really want to. I've heard it's excellent. Unfinished Swan was also, I think, a PSN free game for Plus. So you should have it. It was, too. but I, I missed it. Oh, you stupid! Yep, I missed it. Holding stupid to stupido. <laughs> cool. Speaking of stupid, Don't Starve. <laughs> Have you heard of this game, Don't Starve? Yeah, I've played it before. It's boring. Uh, well, they had <laughs> they had a um, a physical release that they they uh, sent out that had the game, the DLC for it, and then the kind of multiplayer pack, which was called Don't Starve Together. Uh huh. And the the game shipped without the game and the DLC, just the multiplayer pack. Oh, no. How does that happen? So they're trying to figure that out. Um, they've been very open about it. They said something happened. It seems that the disc for PS4 version only contains Don't Starve Together without the original Don't Starve and DLC. We don't know exactly the extent of the issue if it's all the discs or just some. So they're trying to figure out what's going on. Oh, my God. I think when that yeah. game came out, when it launched from PS4, that was like one of the first PS4 games that was out and when they were hardcore yeah, pushing the indies. And they announced it. It used to be a PC thing. And then they're like, Don't Starve Together is the new thing. It's going to launch on PS4. And so it launched as Don't Starve Together, which had the multiplayer aspect to it. So that was new when it launched. And I don't know if they just like got that confused. Like, oh, yeah, PS4. That was the Together launch. Let's put that on the disc. And, yeah, um, that was like, you know, four years ago. Man. Five years ago. Yeah, that's really embarrassing. It's not one of our Game Potato stories, because those stories are even more embarrassing. Dumb. More Fetch Quest. Let's rattle Dumb. these off. Number 100. Um, Crystal Dynamics head joins Microsoft <laughs> Studios. So Crystal Good. Dynamics, developer games. of Square Enix. Yep. Not developer of Square Enix. <laughs> the developer, developer of, of Square Raider, Enix. Published that by game Square is Enix. massive. There's so many stories at Square Enix. <laughs> <laughs> Crystal Dynamics is currently also working on an Avengers game, I believe. Oh, really? I did not know that. Yes. That um, could be interesting. Maybe. Yes. Could be bad. Who knows? They're working on some... Mar- it's either Avengers... It's a Marvel property. It's either Avengers or Guardians. I think it's Avengers. 
I'd prefer a Guardians game, actually. That sounds like more fun. There is also a Guardians game in the works, but I can't remember. Not a Telltale one, though, but a real Guardians game. There is a real Guardians game in the works. Cool. I'm on board with that. Also, speaking of Avengers, Anthem, you kind of fly around like Iron Man. Anthem development is focused on story. Bioware decided, you know what? We realized we made some mistakes with Mass Effect Andromeda. And we <laughs> by didn't not having a story. Much, by not having a story. They had a, they had a story, but it wasn't great. And we realized we should probably focus more on that. Also, they'll have a leg up on Destiny. So that's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Destiny, Destiny 2 has a new expansion coming May 8th. Great. No one's going to play it. Is the user base dropped off that much? I don't know. I haven't heard anything about it. I haven't heard anyone saying they're playing it because everyone's playing Fortnite or PUBG now. Mostly Fortnite. Yeah. yeah but yeah, yeah, yeah new yeah. expansion coming. I never finished the the other one and I kept thinking, saying, man, I should go back to this minute. Like, you know what? I'll wait for Destiny 3. Wow. Boom. I had a great time with Destiny 2. It's just like, mm, okay. I, I think it's just, I think there are certain players that can play a game forever and there's some players who want right. something else. Right. And we are in that latter category. I also just want people to play with. Holden... Have the same exact work schedule as me, and then also buy the same games I do. <laughs> We're talking about we've been playing a way out all the time. Oh yeah, how have we played that and not mentioned it in the last three weeks? Hey, yeah, I'll, I think, play time I with think, both of us. We played a way out a little bit. I think it's what we need to talk about when we finished it. It's a story. We need to talk about the whole story. Okay, your mom. I remember what happened. La we'll la la we'll la la. Sony shutting down Mod Nation Racers and Little Big Planet karting servers. Are these the console or the Vita or both? So that's an interesting point to ask. Um, it, they've only mentioned console versions. They don't mention the Vita versions. I want to say the Mod Nation Vita server. Oh, no. Mod Nation Vita didn't have multiplayer? I think. I don't remember. I had it on Vita. I too. liked that game a lot. That was I a think, good game. I think that was like, I can't believe this game shipped without multiplayer kind of thing. It's, I can see that happening. There was weird things with that in the Vita with the kind of bigger titles. While you're looking it up, though, too, do you know it's another game that's scheduled to have its server um, shut down? What? Which I think is strange because this game is pretty new. It's Gravity Rush 2. Oh, yeah. It came, out, it came out last year, I think. It came out January of last year? That sounds about right. Oh, yeah, that's right. They were actually scheduled to shut down their servers, and everyone's like, wait, no! And like, you know what? We heard you. We'll give you a few extra months. And now it's coming around again. That's right. And people are going to be like, wait, no! And then they're going to be yeah. like, no, fuck you guys. We're not doing the this Sony, um, There is no head-to-head online other than ad hoc. So then what server are they shutting down for So they could be it's not shutting down for Vita server because there is none. Right. They shut it down at launch. Shut it down. We got two more fetch quests, I believe, here. Do three, we? More. three. Trace Amigos. Three, more. three Caballeros. Want to run us through some yes, of those? Yes, I do. Hi. Castlevania Grimoire of Souls coming to iOS. If you like collecting Grimoire cards in Destiny 1 and reading them on the internet, you can do that in the Castlevania now. <laughs> Just kidding. I don't know anything about this fucking thing. It's what is coming it? to Japan only, and no one knows anything about it. Great. Excellent. It's going to be great. Fetch quest. Number two. Nintendo multi-screen patent. DSS. Yeah. So this is interesting. They might not do any, anything with it, but the idea is that you will have two screens. Imagine the Switch without the Joy-Cons on it. Two screens, and you put them close together. They can respond to each other. So you might do uh, something where you have a ball on one of the screens. You tilt the screen up, and it rolls down onto the other screen. Uh, like little kind of things like that. Interesting, bizarre. People keep saying, oh, this is for Nintendo's new handheld. I'm like, no, because handheld's the personal experience that you buy one of. Switch is the shared experience. Uh, so this is going to come to anything that's going to come to a Switch, 
but I don't see that happening because Switch doesn't really have Bluetooth. It does. Also, but, like, wouldn't not it just really. be great if their next like handheld console was just a collection of six screens that you had to juggle at any time and like throw <laughs> shit on while yeah. you're on the bus? That sounds yeah, wonderful. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be awesome. It'd be really, really fun. I can't wait. Can't wait. So it's and a then strange finally, Hellblade sells 50000 on Xbox One. Good. Keep going, guys, because that game is fantastic. And they donated 25000 to charity. 25000 games or dollars? $20,000. Okay. Did they sell $50,000 or games? <laughs> they sold $50,000. They made really? $50,000. Yeah. They made $50,000. So they oh, did no, not sorry. sell 50,000 copies. They sold, sorry, they sold 50,000 units and then they donated $25,000. So basically 50 cents per game went towards charity. You need to add in some currency Signs. markers on this so I can tell the difference. Sorry, Chad. There he goes. Holden, tell us about the stupid shit about uh, game potatoes, is, the G petites. I love these game potatoes. They're so stupid. Uh, first off, um, this is an article from The Verge. The headline was Xbox One's the best console if you don't care about exclusive games. And then the whole thing just talked about backwards compatibility and why that makes it the best console <laughs> ever. It's really stupid. I mean, it's a pretty sweet feature, but still. It doesn't make a console, it doesn't make it better than the PS4. It just doesn't. Mm. Uh, I think there's other things you could have talked about. Um, the New Kingdom Hearts trailer made it to Game Potatoes this week. Did you watch it, Chad? I didn't, but I read a headline that said it has like some kind of mini game. That's all. Yeah, the was. mini game is literally like a Game and Watch. Oh, great! Mini game. That's exactly so, like, what I want for my game now. Yeah, so like, I just think this is the most anticipated game. You have so much to say. It's coming out this year, and you're like, by the way, guys, a new trailer, Game and Watch mini game. That'd be like saying, guys, Ocarina of Time is coming out. Don't get too excited. Here's a shooting your arrows at Target's mini game. <laughs> Link's crossbow challenge. Yeah, like who? Why do they think that'd be a good trailer? It's just really strange. Um, this is just a stupid, a uh, duh, of course, story. Japan's more excited for Labo than God of War. Duh. Well, yeah, it's, like Labo has Japanese written all over it. It's super made for that market. Yeah, God of War is a m- more Western style game. Like, how is that surprising to anybody? Yep. Um, saving the best one for last, but Nintendo researching new console hardware. Again, duh. Duh. Every company, when they ship a console, immediately starts research and development on the next console. It's not like, hey, guys, do we release a console next year? Let's, we should start working on that, do you think, right? It's not how it works. They're always working on something. Guys, always. we released the Switch. We did it. That's the best thing that will ever be. Yeah, I guess that's we just it. won't ever sell anything ever again. It's over. Great. Um, and the last one here, this is the direct quote from the article. Rampage, the movie, might actually be critically acclaimed. And the article... <laughs> highlights its 51% Rotten Tomatoes rating. I'm like, I don't oh, think they know what critically, critically acclaimed means. Claimed. Like, it's only two points better than Tomb Raider, which got a 49%. And to be clear, I liked Tomb Raider. I didn't think it was that bad. Did you like Rampage? I didn't see Rampage. Because everybody's saying it. it's terrible. Oh, I, I don't doubt it. Um, but, like, 51% not critically acclaimed. They kept saying, well, the majority of critics... <laughs> It's like, if I got a 51% of my test, I'm going to be saying, well, I got a majority of the questions right. Oh, my God. It doesn't work like that. It's stupid. stupid a lot of game stupid, potatoes stupid, this week. Stupid. You know what else we is get some stupid real movie? Stories. Pete's what? Dragon, the new one. Fuck that movie. It's a movie for babies. I haven't seen it. But I'll take you to your word. Oh, let's get to our reg quests. Reg quests. We got some big stories to talk about here. Do we? I'm going to hold on. I'm going to look through these real quick with my eyeballs. And then I'm going to decide eyeballs? which one I want to mention right now. Because you went through all the G petites. And I yeah. want to talk. Oh, okay. Here we go. 
rumored new Bioshock game at 2K. Yeah. This one comes from Jason Schreier at Kotaku. He does great stuff. He does such good stuff. Good research. Speaking of research, he was looking into uh, what went wrong with Mafia 3. Yeah. Like looking into the developer. Really great article on Kotaku. Go read it. Um, About what went wrong. But right next to Mafia 3 developer. What is the name of the developer of Mafia 3? 2K something. God damn it. The developer, blah, blah, blah. There's a new 2K super secret office that is working on a new Bioshock game. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't... He didn't say it's rumored to be. He said they're working on a new super secret Bioshock game. Yeah. It's like, really secret. That's mm-hmm. why it's all over the news right now. Yeah. Yeah. And I tell you, I'm all about that shit. I'm all about that shit. I'm going to play number two. I'm going to play Infinite. I'm all about that shit. I actually... You know, I never got to play most of the DLC with all the Bioshock games, so I'm... I'm gonna go back and play it. I said that right mm-hmm. now, and we'll see if it happens. It won't. Actually, I want to play the. I played the first one for a barf, barf, and I have two and infinite to play still. I um, you the, started the, two. I did start two, but I never beat it. Nice. Um, the it's, it's very common with me. <laughs> I do that a lot. <laughs> the developer of Mafia Three was Hangar Thirteen. Hangar Thirteen. Yes. 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 I'm on board for the new Bioshock game. My question is, does it take place in Rapture or Columbia? Is Columbia the new? Columbia is the floating city, yep. Or something yeah. completely new. Well, as long as there's spoilers. I'm not going to say it. All right, all right, all right. Hey, something else I happened. know how Bioshock Infinite ends, so you wouldn't be a spoiler to me if you were No, I'm that. for the community. Oh, for the community? Okay. For like, the it's community. been an old game. At this point, you yeah, can talk about it. Yeah, but your mom. So. All right. Hey, question. All right. Battle Royale modes for major franchises rumored? There One, sub Call sections. of Duty Black Ops 4. Yeah. Has been, first of all, focus, uh, like it's rumor is it won't include single player at all this time. Yeah. It's uh, a campaign, be... that means, yeah. Right. And there's actually, uh, there was a tweet that this is com- referencing, right? From uh, I have the news story. Oh, yeah. let me open up that news story. The shift will be a creative direction that will make Black Ops 4 the first mainline Call of Duty to ship without a standard campaign. When reached for comment, an Activision spokesperson said, quote, we don't comment on... Re- oh, shut up. Black Ops 4 reveal on May 17th. There was something. Oh, well. Who cares? Uh, oh, the tagline for Black Ops 4 is, quote, forget what you know. Which yes. Which is the series. Yeah. That came from Polygon. So that's kind of interesting that, hey, the part of these stories that most, like, game outlets care about isn't going to exist anymore. But then, like, the casual game – it's weird to call that a casual gamer. It's – it's yeah, it's – There's, like, the casual gamer. It's like a semi – There's the hardcore gamer, and then there's the Madden and Call of Duty gamer. It's like a medium core gamer. Like, that core really is so the... lukewarm. It's lukewarm core. <laughs> there's the blue ocean. There's the tiny puddle. And then there's that hot pond. Mm. One of the modes we have, too, is a battle royale mode, apparently. Which is yeah. not surprising. I actually think it's kind of cool, right? Battle royale games work with the shrinking of the map, right? Imagine if you had battle royale, but you're also fighting the zombies at the same time. And the zombies kind of dictates where you can't really go anymore. Because, like, it's two of our zombies. we got to go towards the safe zone. But you've, you've guns. And you can There's shoot too many zombies. zombies. Have you played Call of Duty Zombies before? It's actually I actually really... have not, no. It can get pretty hard when there's just a few of them around. 
I'm also bad at first-person shooters. So someone would be like, a few, you're a pansy. I am a pansy. But like, that could be it, you're it not can a pansy. You're, I'm a pansy. You're de-pantsed. Ah. Uh, ah. And then tell me about this dice. I didn't know about this one. Battlefield Five. Yeah, so they're it testing. It makes sense. They are testing Battlefield Five for... Um, Testing Battle Royale for Battlefield Five. However, I don't think it's going to make launch. It might be added as a free update later on. They might turn it into uh, a new game. They might push to the next Battlefield game. They don't know, but it is being worked on. A Battle Royale mode for Battlefield Five. Again, it Hope makes sense. Hope you guys like your Battle Royales, y'all. Well, it makes sense. Why would these fr- huge franchises not include a Battle Royale mode? Right. If that's where people want to play multiplayer games is in that mode. They're the biggest multiplayer exactly. online games. Like, they have to do it. They don't it's have a choice. It's about time. I mean, Deathmatch and Team Deathmatch have been around for ages now. It's yeah. about time that something new came around, and then everybody's going to jump on it. Totally. Jump on it. Bam, 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 bam. There's some Sea of Thieves new content coming next month, which includes a new AI threat in the ocean. Um, yes. Not enough. This update does not... This, no, yeah. Let me pull that up, actually, because... I didn't get the impression that any of this was going to convince anyone to play more of this game. No. Uh, I highlighted some of the stuff. It is be the Hungering Deep, um, and it's going to update with weekly events, uh, new mechanics, and rewards. That's what they're saying it is. Great. It's not mechanics. It's not rewards is the issue. It's the what you're actually doing. Yep. As like a, a what do they call it? Emergent gameplay opportunities. Like that's what's missing. It's a real shame. It's a crying shame. Speaking of crying, tell me about uh, Billy Mitchell losing his records. Yeah, do you know who Billy Mitchell is? He's not a very well-known figure, I would he say. He is the Donkey Kong holder of record record holder for <laughs> Donkey Kong. He did the donkeys, the Kong He man. did the Donkey Kongs. Yeah, so he has the record for the arcade cabinet of Donkey Kong. And he's held it for a very long time, but there's been – actually, it's funny. I saw this video a few months ago, and the video is basically showing that hit the video recording of him uh, playing Donkey Kong for the record shows he's not using an actual arcade cabinet. He's using something called MAME, M-A-M-E. Basically, it's an emulator. Remember my name, MAME. That's from Fame. Yep, exactly what we were talking about. And um, you got me off track now. Oh, yeah, and so basically – when the game refreshes, you can tell how if it's a real arcade cabinet or if it's MAME based on how elements load into the game on mm. screen. And the video is totally clear that it is using MAME and not the actual arcade cabinet. There's even a video of his guys. I've seen the video myself of his guys going behind the arcade cabinet and replacing the hardware. Mm. So, like, really shady, but... Billy Mitchell made a statement on this. And he basically said, we are going to prove that it is not the case that I was cheating and that the methods being used to play the game were legal at the time I broke the records. Mm. So, very interesting. All right, For people Mitchell. who follow that kind of stuff. You do you, man. I do me. That's so crazy. That, like, what is it, 35, 40 years later? Yeah. That that's time. bring brought into contention. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's a whole documentary about him that came out. 13 years ago, called King of Kong. It's really good. You guys should watch it. Hey, speaking of things being brought into contention much, much later, you yeah. like history. I do like history. Um, George Washington was not the first president, but he was the first one under the new constitution, yeah? Oh, I haven't heard that before. No? 
somebody brought that up in a class in college once and i was like oh that's interesting he wasn't the first president of the united states but he was the first one under the constitution i know that i, know. I know that he wasn't the first president in the white house john adams is the first president in the white house yeah uh, that might be a lie, so don't put that on a test if you're listening and you have a history test. I just brought it up and hoped Holden knew it. That'd be really funny. Like, uh, actually, George Washington was not the first president's source respawning fire podcast. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, oh. It's a secondary historical document, the respawn aim fire podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Holden, did you know a way out? Speaking of a way out, because we mentioned that a little bit ago. It's selling yeah. really well. And in fact, it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, it is selling a lot more than EA had initially ever thought it would in its whole lifetime sales. And it did that yeah. in like, what, a week, two weeks? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it did. It has officially sold over a million copies, which means over two million people have played it. Yep. Because it requires you to play multi- multiplayer. Some of those people could have bought each them themselves, but I don't think that happened a whole lot. No, I doubt it. I doubt. I it. also think that's why it sold so well. If you if both people had to buy the game, this game would have tanked. Yeah, so that really helped them out. Yep, um, that's really cool. So they had mentioned, I forget, did they actually have numbers in the story of like what they thought it would yes. sell? Tell me, uh, it was like eight hundred fifty thousand or something like that. The lifetime sales. The lifetime that's what sales. They thought it yeah. Would reach. Yeah. Yes, and they thought in its first week it would be like what, just over two hundred thousand or something like that. Uh, but right yeah, it's over a million in the first couple of weeks. Two hundred and three thousand, and then the playtime was actually eight hundred and ninety-four thousand. Fuck that up because the Responding Fire podcast is not a reliable history secondary. George source. Washington sold eight hundred thousand ways out of prison <laughs> for the new Constitution of America. Fact. That sounds like a fact to me. That does. Factual yeah. information. We'll share our thoughts on the game at a later date, but we are playing it right now. When we have time to kind of both play at the same time. But yeah. it almost would have been an Xbox exclusive, which means we couldn't have played it together. Whoa! But you know what we could have played together? What? I don't know. What did you? What's the third thing? Wants to make a love scene? I don't remember seeing that. Yeah, so the this guy, the creator of the game is insane. This is he the fuck the, whole, the Oscars guy. This is the fuck the Oscars guy. He basically said that why hasn't there been a really good love scene in a game. Not one that you, like, hit X or Y, or, or y for, but one that you really... To quote him... Let me find the quote. It's hysterical. Um, where was it? This guy's a little bit... A lot of it insane. He's a lot of it insane. He's freaking crazy. Okay, I think you can actually make gameplay into a beautiful love scene and actually play it and control it. That would be my dream to reach at some point. As far as what's most important when it comes to gameplay, Ferris believes it's more vital to ensure that what the player's doing fits the context of what's happening on screen. It's simply making it fun to play. I rarely ask, is this fun? It's more like I ask, does this game fit the scene? So he wants you to, because it fits the scene, to have this romantic scene where you're deciding what you're doing during the love scene, essentially. So he just wants interactive porn. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's why this hasn't happened, because that's an AO game. <laughs> Adults only. Like, that's what hasn't I happened. slowly lick my tongue up her thigh. the absolute backlash for the Mass Effect sex scene when it first came out? And yep. it was nothing. It was nothing. Yep. So can you imagine if, like, and our children are deciding to grab the pussies just like our President Donald Trump? <laughs> like, it would be a disaster. That game would do terribly yeah and playstation never signed for it xbox would never sign for it nintendo definitely wouldn't allow it on their on their uh, console you guys use the joy cons the hd rumbles for some interactive oh that hd rumble yes (laughs) so crazy stuff 
Here's some interesting stories here, Chad. Hey, Sega. Coming out with some new shit. Number one, they announced Shenmue 1 and 2 are getting a remaster re-release. No, just a re-release. It's not a remaster. No Switch, right? No Switch, but it's not a remaster. It's just a re-release. Oh, just re-release. Nothing changed about it? Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. I think they said on PC you'll have options to run it better, but it's not like they've updated the textures or or the resolution or anything like that. It is just the game. Cool, cool. Very they also announced a Mega Drive Mini, similar to the SNES Classic and the NES Classic consoles, but only for Japan so far. No mention on the yep. West mm-hmm. um, for all of those mm-hmm. you know, Mega Drive games that you want to play. But apparently it won't only include those, right? It might also include Genesis games. and th- It'll technically be – no, I think I'm lying. I don't, I don't know, honestly. Um, no, you know what? Mega Drive Mini, I remember this specifically. They didn't announce any games about it so far. They did announce games for Sega Ages. Whoa! Did you know that's a palindrome? It is, yeah. That's that very is, cool. I didn't even know that. That makes me think in my head, did Sega name itself Sega because it's ages backwards? I don't know, maybe. Sega. Which wouldn't really work did because you know, Sega also, does what Nintendo don't, and Nintendo is still living on in the ages. But not did Sega. you know the Genesis cartridge of Sonic the Hedgehog when the intro, just the logo Sega, Sonic running across and goes, Sega, that audio file, that intro took up one-eighth of the cartridge. <laughs> just That's a great design decision. Sega. Yep. Great design decision. They could have used that for, like, new levels or anything, but no. But everybody knows that. Sega. Sega. Well, actually, probably um, nobody knows that anymore. Sega Ages is going to include 15 total games that are going to be coming to the Switch. They've only announced three of them, and those three games are Sonic the Hedgehog, Fantasy yeah. Star, Woo! and Thunder Force 4. Have you heard of Thunder Force 4 before? Uh, no, but I guarantee you it does not have three prequels. <laughs> and it's the first in the series, but they wanted to, you know, sequel sell better, so. <laughs> yeah, is that the, uh, the Mad TV sketch? I don't know. There's a Mad TV sketch where... They, it's like Arnold Schwarzenegger is talking about his new movie called Clones 3. And they don't have Clones 1 or 2 because sequels make so much more money. Yep, there you go. Great. That's awesome, though. I, I like the fact that they're coming to Switch. Um, I, I hope that since it's like this curated collection that they are some kind of, I don't want to say, maybe remaster. Or like there's something special about the Switch version of them. And it's not just like throwing a ROM on the Switch. I think they're throwing a ROM on the Switch. I actually wonder how much this has to do with the fact that we haven't seen a virtual console yet. Because yeah. they could have waited for virtual console and then had these released that way. I think yeah. they've released Sega games on virtual console before. They have. And I know it's not just been Nintendo games. It's definitely been like Neo Geo, I think. Yeah, Neo Geo for sure, yeah. It's very, very strange. And also Sega and Nintendo have a much stronger relationship nowadays than they did back in the 90s and early 80s. Late uh, 90s, late 80s, early 90s when they were in competition with one another i i do want to say that it's very strange to me that they announced the day before all this stuff came out that they have huge new announcements coming and this is what they talked about like yeah sega ages is the only one that i'm like okay that's cool but i almost want to say i guess fan. i mean you know people like, love shenmue i guess before. they do they love shenmue that's got it's a very popular game all right we got two more stories kind of tell me what andy house said yeah, um, so the former PlayStation boss, Andrew House, um, he just had a few things to say about the um, the PlayStation 4 that I thought was, or PlayStation 5 I thought was interesting. Quotes here, he did believe the PlayStation 4 had a lot longer to go, so he doesn't think it's going to be like next year or anything like that. 
However, believing the market could grow larger in other regions like China and that there is a desire among hardware manufacturers for cycles to be longer. Um, he basically said that the PS4 and Xbox, PS4 Pro and Xbox One X were kind of what helped accomplish the longer cycle this time around. He also talked about cloud gaming. He says, while he does think cloud-based gaming will be a major part of the next generation, consoles will still ship with discs as the primary method of content delivery, simply because not every region would support a digital-only future. Hmm. He says, my sense is that you will see the disc around in the industry for a while. Hmm. So I hate discs. I do, too. I do too, but you don't have to use the disk drive if you don't want to at this point. The dick drive? <laughs> <laughs> and Chad, let's do your favorite story because I know you were looking forward to the time. Oh, this one. yes. Uh, God of War, y'all. It is the highest rated PS4 exclusive first party game. Mm-hmm. Higher than Horizon Zero Dawn. It is currently tied with The Last of Us with a Metacritic rating of 95. However,. It has like twenty more reviews, which technically yeah, eighty nine, eighty nine for God of War, sixty nine for The Last of Us. I am fucking stoked! It is now less than three hours until that thing unlocks on my PlayStation Four, and yeah. I can jump on into that big ass. I I heard they're releasing this game in April because it's a giant April Fool's joke, and there is no new God of War game, dude. And then everyone's <laughs> gonna be stoned on four twenty, so they're not even gonna realize they got freaking swindled. Exactly, exactly. So I'll be laughing at you. No, actually, I am convinced I'm going to buy this game. In the, in the summer, when I I'm a, have a break from school, I'm going to buy God of War. Uh, the praise has convinced me. It doesn't sound like it's going to be just another God of War game. Yes. So I've been, I don't think we've talked about this in the podcast, but I was not sold on this game up until now. I actually had some very big concerns. I don't think I ever brought up on the podcast before. I think you so, did. Did I? Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. But yeah, this game looks fucking great, and people are saying it's great. And don't listen to anyone's reviews, apparently, and don't read any reviews, and don't watch any playthroughs, because you're going to spoil the shit out of it for yourself. I have heard from people who have played the game that the IGN review is pretty um, tame in terms of spoilers. Yeah, but just go into it blind. Mm-hmm. Discover that shit for yourself. One of my favorite parts of this God of War thing, and this is one of my favorite things that happens when this occurs, is when... And this is the thing I see a lot from Phil Spencer, is tweeting out, hey guys, he, the tweet is, congrats to at, uh, Sony Santa Monica on the review scores, upcoming launch of God of War, looks like a special launch for the franchise, great job. He does this a lot. Yep. He seems like a really swell guy. He doesn't buy into the whole console wars nonsense, maybe because he's losing, but I also think that's because I mean, I'm he's sure that has a, little a good guy. But he, but I yeah. think he's a, legit, he's a legitimate person in that sense, that he just likes games, and games doing well is good. I'm a Phil Spencer fan most I am too. Absolutely. He's a cool guy. Wish him the best. Still probably won't buy an Xbox though. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Oh, hold on. That brings us to our main quest for tonight. Yes. Today, tonight, this morning, tomorrow, yesterday. We're talking about digital storefronts. That's your PlayStation mm-hmm. Store, that's your Xbox Store, that's your Nintendo eShop, Steam, iOS, BlackBerry. We talked about it all at the beginning. And how the how do we find good shit in them? And how do those mm-hmm. stores go about curating them? And the conversation will get to something I actually discovered on PlayStation. But fuck, you have to dig for it. Um, So the something's been around. It's nothing new. Something's been around since iOS kind of launched the App Store. 
is this oversaturation of digital goods, whether it's games, apps, whatever it is that you're trying to download. There are so many things to parse through that it's now impossible to find what's good. Mm -hmm. So how do we in this new day and age kind of find all the shit, let the cream rise to the top? How do we find that? Is the answer digital curation? Oh, my God. It's digital curation. Or, like, you could also rely on people like us talking about Celeste or the rest of the world talking about Celeste. Uh, So you can rely on those news sources, YouTube gamers, things like that. But a big thing that I think the companies could take a little bit more responsibility in doing, and the App Store has started doing this with their little Today View on iOS, and PlayStation has started doing it, looks like, as well, is a little bit more curation on their end mm-hmm. and making it a little easier to highlight things that it thinks people should be playing. So what I really just wanted to point out and just kind of look at and discuss these little curated things is on the PlayStation Store... You have to fucking dig to find this. And I just happened to come across it because I scrolled way to the bottom of a page on my phone. Um, there's a spot on the I- on the desktop version and on the iPad version. It doesn't even live in the same spot as it does on the phone version, which is one hurdle. But it's a spot where it kind of calls out a bunch of different types of collections of cool shit you should play on your PlayStation 4. And they've been doing a couple of things for a few months now, like developers and finding out who... Uh, like, this is somebody from Sony Santa Monica, and this is all the things they think you should play this week. But if you go, if you're looking at your desktop or your iPad, there's a little Discover tab at the very top that you probably wouldn't even notice is there. And then almost at the bottom of that list is called Discover the Creators. our audience, Chad? Holden Depardo. You probably wouldn't notice it. <laughs> I just know they are all a direct reflection of me because you listen to what you are. But you did discover the creatives find it. and discover the must-haves are the two things. Give me things a hard time, guys. About. Hard. You Chad said loves hard. All. Chad loves everyone. Discover the creatives is what we just mentioned, where it kind of says, "Hey, I'm this person from this studio. This is what I think you should play." But the discover the must-haves has some cool little spots in it, and I wanted to talk about it first. I don't know how long this has been up here. First, because it's fucking hidden. But they have things as the 20 best PS4 games. This is what. PlayStation thinks the 20 best PS4 games. Are you ready to go through this list holding the Pardo? I am, but I, I think I'm more skeptical with the stuff than you are. Okay. So I think we're going to disagree in some respect. Not in all respects. That's what this is all about. Like, No, it's all about me being right and this? you being wrong. <laughs> so they have in here, let's talk about these first five. Horizon Zero Dawn, Destiny 2, Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice, What Remains of Edith Finch, Stardew Valley. Those games are all trash. What do you think of those? No, those are all actually those are great options. Um, I think Destiny of the top five. I think Destiny Two is an odd one to put in there. I kind of agree with you. Like I can understand picking. All right, we want to pick a game as service to go in here. Yeah, I feel like maybe people. It belongs like in the top better, twenty. I, I would say it belongs in the top twenty. Oh, I don't think these are ranked in any particular order. Oh, okay. This is just twenty games they think you should buy. Gotcha. Okay. Because, yeah, I don't think Stardew Valley would rank higher than The Last of Us. I mean, the story of Stardew Valley had me in tears by the end. Shut up. <laughs> no, so... No, I think the only one I'm kind of a little bit indifferent about being on that list is is Destiny 2. But I think it's because I'm not a big fan of that kind of game to begin with, so I'm kind of putting my own personal bias in that one. But sure. like Stardew Valley is a unique game for the PlayStation. There's not really anything like Stardew Valley on there. It's yeah. going to appeal to people who might not even play video games, really. 
I mean, yeah, how could a really you not great, like casual game like Harvest Moon kind of stuff? To yeah, exactly. How could you not put Horizon Zero Dawn? Like my bias that game aside, because I'm not a huge fan of that game myself. That game is massive and, and incredible and is hugely like widely acclaimed among so many people. That game is obviously on that list. Yeah. What were the other ones? Uh, Edith Finch and Edith Finch, which obviously just one game of the year, and Hellblade: Sending a Sacrifice, which absolutely... oh Hellblade absolutely deserves to be on there again. Oh, hell a game yeah, that... Hellblade. Well, yeah, Hellblade just be on there just because it's such a – it takes gaming in a direction that we haven't seen before. Where are the other 15? No, I'm curious the other 15. Here are. we go. So it's weird. It says the top 20 games, but there are actually 22 on this list. <laughs> Danganronpa 1 and 2. Reload. It's a one game, but it has – I don't even know what that is. It's like a uh, visual novel type thing about a murder mystery at a high school. Uh, okay. The Last of Us Remastered. Garbage. Uncharted 4, A Thief's Trash. End. Grand Theft Auto 5. Never heard of it. Three Wild Hunt. Those are the next five. I mean, of course, Last of Us. Of course, Uncharted is on there. Um, I want to pull the same thing I pulled with The Witcher with uh The Witcher that I pulled with Horizon Zero Dawn. I don't personally care for that game that much, but I totally understand why it's on that list, and I have no problem with it being on that list. Yep. Danganronpa. Those are all good uh, options. I don't like Danganronpa though. Um, I guess it's kind of it's it's kind of in that same vein of Stardew Valley, where it's like it's kind of unique in its what it is yeah. and they've been kind of critically acclaimed as well okay next up we have near automata fallout 4 metal gear solid 5 overwatch and persona 5 i am also not shocked of any of those games being on that list no no so especially far, fallout 4 because i'm a huge fan of fallout 4 now here's Fantastic where it gets game. interesting the witness resident evil 7 doom bloodborne titanfall 2 Titanfall 2? I mean, yep. all those games, I'm like, yeah, absolutely. I'd say The Witness on that list is the number one, besides Last of Us. Yeah. Uh, I love The Witness. It's a brilliant game. If you like puzzle games, you must buy that game. Resident Evil, of course. Doom, of course. Titanfall 2? That's That seems odd to me. Yeah. I mean, I guess people really liked the campaign of it, I think. Mm-hmm. It's also on sale for $6 right now if you have PlayStation Plus, so... Yeah, and then finally, the last two games, Rocket League and Batman Arkham Knight. I never played the Batman games. Any of the... the is it Rock you City? any of the Batman games? games? None of them. Not one. Really? And I'm so, I'm so bad at Rocket League that I hate it despite knowing it's a good game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're not good at it. Dane's good at it, though. Or at least he plays it a lot. Dane yeah, I know I've heard Dane's hitting them balls I... with his car full of balls, ball car. <laughs> no, I'm just I'm like I I totally get people love that game. I am so atrociously bad at it. Like at a certain point, I just started driving up on the walls around the stadium. So I'm like, <laughs> there's just no point in me playing this. My team's doing better without me. Um, yeah, that's a really good list. So my yeah, what's missing? What's missing? That's a big question. Uh, Hitman, that's missing. Hitman? Okay, there could be an argument there. Yeah, I think Ratchet I and Clank's love... missing. Ratchet and Clank is missing? Uh, which you haven't played yet. Shut up. You can't No, but I, I mean, like, uh, along the same things where you're like, I understand why Witcher is here. I understand why these are, like, Ratchet and Clank got fucking rave reviews. I'm drawing a blank now. I wasn't expecting that question. You threw a curveball at me, Chad. Oh, Holden. First of all, you I just think it's really cool that this Merkin. list exists. That PlayStation says, hey, because you can go to IGN, you can go to GameSpot, you can see, like, the 20 best PlayStation 4 games, and some of them are great, some of them are bullshit, but I just think it's cool that, like, 
this digital storefront is saying, hey, these are things you should pay attention to. And if you have a PS4, these are the first 22 things you should buy. So here's my skepticism. Okay. I agree. I think that things that say, hey, here are the games that you should play because these stores are hard to navigate. Not hard to navigate, but they're hard to find everything on it. Good. Absolutely. Who decides who who what, what games go on there? And I'll say my skepticism was hindered a little bit by hearing some of the games that are on there. Because my thoughts were, well, someone's going to put in games that they put money into. Which I don't think is the only reason Horizon Zero Dawn is on that list. Yeah. But it's definitely the reason it's the number one on that list. Because they want Again, to be one of the first things ranked. you see. No, I'm not saying they're ranked. I'm saying it's the first oh, one the you first see. Thing you see. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, I think that a company could easily say, hey, we want priority access in the store. Please put us on that list. But like you said, it's hard to find the list. And also, I don't think that Jonathan Blow, who makes The Witness, has a ton of money to bribe right. PlayStation to put a game on there. Uh but I think also a lot of it's like based on relationships as well. Like taking Rocket League as an example, the creator of Rocket League did the uh, podcast Beyond Podcast. Yep. Uh, for IGN for a while, and not that that means there's corruption. It just means that he's known Shuhei Yoshida, and it's a really successful game. And so I think there's a relationship element to that as well. Not that that's bad. I'm not saying Rocket League doesn't deserve to be on there, but I think it's like how do these games get chosen? I'm sure there are a lot of really good games. That are on that list that we just mentioned, like Ratchet and Clank. Sure. Did did uh, Sunset Overdrive going to Xbox piss off Sony? So like, well, we're not going to feature your game anymore. Well, now not that you true, say that, because Spider Man. Yeah, well, Spider Man. Yeah. But um, on this list, I do think that you're you know coming from Sony. Obviously, they might have like some kind of bias towards their own games, things like that. It's kind of like when you mentioned when uh, Nintendo Power the podcast started coming. I was like, oh yeah, but I don't want my Nintendo news from Nintendo. Yeah, because all, it's just going to be propaganda for nintendo absolutely absolutely um i just think it's cool that that they have a stance on it no absolutely i don't mind these things i'm not yeah. saying that they don't shouldn't exist they should exist but you should be skeptical of them can i give an example actually yeah um on the app store recently there was a here are the best train games for ios and i'm like oh i bet mini metro's on here because mini metro is the best train game i've played before on iOS, and I went on there. It wasn't even close. The night wasn't even on there at all. And I'm like, how could it not be on there? It's an amazing train game. They only had three games they featured. You couldn't add Mini Metro as well. There are Have other you ever good played games. Any of those three games? No, but that doesn't matter. So you don't know if they're better. They might just be straight up fucking better than Mini Metro. No, but they they all seemed identical they all seem very very similar whereas like mini metro was different than those other games so why not highlight that one as well you also only have three games why not add a fourth one to show off something else that's different and unique so there's there's an element of it's advertisements in a way i'm sure that but, yeah I'm they sure should advertisement partnerships but i do think like if you want to say like hey i want to find a uh, a curated list of games in these stores there are a lot of journalists that go through and do that kind of stuff yeah. Like, here are the best games that came out this week. Here are the best, you know, uh, the te- top 10 RPGs on on PlayStation 4. Hell, we'll have episodes where we talk about what we think are the best games on platforms. So, Holden, let's find a collection that we know who uh, who's making the, the choices. Under that same kind of area where it says, you know, discover the must-haves, there are actually a lot of yeah. different categories you can choose. There's 20 best PS4 games, but there's also player's choice. So people, the players themselves, raiding the games in the store. How? You can actually... 
You can rate have games in the store. Have you done a survey from Sony? A, have you? No, you rate them in the store with a star rating. Oh, okay. All right. They have a similar lineup, but then some things kind of get halfway through. They get much different. Witcher 3, Wild Hunt, Uncharted 4, Bloodborne, Fallout 4, Metal Gear Solid 5, Familiar. Destiny 1, Dragon Age Inquisition, Infamous Second Son, Far Cry 4, and Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag, Killzone Shadowfall, Battlefield 4. This is a 4, very different list than I anticipated. And Rezogun. So that is, I heard Rezogun's really good. I mean, yeah, it's, it's really great. But yeah, that's kind of like mostly a different list. But I would say, you know, based on what I've played of all it, like Infamous Second Son and Destiny 1 and Far Cry 4, like, I don't know if... And Kills on Shadowfall, every, who was just like basically the epitome of a launch game, like, I don't know if I would consider those the best games. So are we the best judge? Who knows? If you're interested in checking out more on this, there are a lot more options. There's They have like a giant list of curated challenging games. They have the top 10 PSVR games. They have cooperative games. They have only on PlayStation, games for PS4 Pro. So there are a lot of cool, they're story-driven games. A lot of cool little collections there if you're interested. Yeah. I just think it's cool that it exists, and I hope that it's something that, uh, I would love some transparency into how these games are chosen. But yeah, I think it's it's cool that PlayStation's doing it. I would love, I don't know if there's a feature similar to it on Nintendo or Xbox or Steam, but I would love to see this being more common and more prominent, honestly, in the store as well. I would say Steam does for sure. I don't know about Xbox. I don't have an Xbox. Nintendo does not. And this is kind of a good point, too, is I I think that there is an importance of these things because it is going to help. When you go to the store and you're like, I want to get a game, and you can go to something that says, here are action games, cool action games, I want to go to that. If you, doing that on the Switch is a giant pain in the ass. The options are basically games that are on sale, new games in a list in order in which they came out, and the bestsellers, which is one of the top, like, 15 or 20 or something like that. And that's not enough. You need, like, these curated playlists do serve a point. Yeah. And Nintendo Switch desperately needs them, I think. They need to overhaul their, their eShop store. There's a lot of stuff on there now. Yeah. And I think for Sony, tucking it away is not a good idea. Make it in the forefront. Like, on the sidebar of your of the PlayStation 4 store, have it be, like, featured games, cura- curation, even having curation, I think, based off of the player. Like, hey, you just bought uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. You might want to try The Witcher. Yeah. And kind of finding games that are related to you as a player. I think they'd honestly get more sales that way, and people would find games that they'd like more. I concur. I concur, Doctor. You concur. Oh, Holden, you have anything else to add for the uh, digital storefront talk? Just to think you're an amazing special person. Oh, you shut your fucking mouth. That's unrelated, but I appreciate it. <laughs> oh man that's it that's all the content we've got for this week right yeah that's all we got oh my reminder next week uh we are doing our barf metro 2033 if you have shit that you want to contribute to our discussion get it in before saturday evening and also i don't know what else do we want to talk? oh our yeah our e3 like far-fetched kind of general vague predictions will be next week's topic as well the big picture predictions big picture i predict big old 100 megapixel picture i predict that sony is going to be at e3 this year i think i'm I right i predict that xbox will not be at e3 but will be adjacent to e3 but still under the hmm. e3 umbrella they've already announced Interesting. that i'm going to question you on that one i don't believe the news 
You're right. Who's curating the news? Exactly. Who's watching The Watchmen? I'm watching the download progress on God of War. Fucking A. Have a night, you guys. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Alrighty. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.